Hello, my loves, and welcome to the podcast, All Things Empath. I am your host and healing mentor, Laura Ann, and I created All Things Empath to be a space where sensitives and empaths can come and receive guidance, love, and support on their own healing and empowerment journeys. Whether with just me or one of my guests, we show up in vulnerability to share our own stories and insights with the intention of creating a network of support for you, dear listener. Because feeling all the feels, healing from past trauma, old patterns, and learning how to navigate and fully step into your sensitivity superpowers can feel super confusing and sometimes, honestly, super lonely. But you are not alone. There are more and more of us sensitives and empaths waking up every day. And the work you're doing to heal yourself and claim your power is the work that will transform not only you, but the entire world. And it's why we're here. So I invite you to join me on this sacred journey of self-discovery, self-love, and self-healing. We'll laugh, we'll cry, and we'll do it all together. I am so happy you're here. Enjoy. So excited to record this episode with y'all. And I just want to start out with just a big, long-distance heart hug across <laughs> across these sound waves. I'm so grateful for you being here and just showing up and listening and uh, just so appreciative to have you in this audience and this community of sensitives and empaths and just a huge thank you for the reviews that you're leaving. It feels so good to know that I I get to show up here in my purpose work with you and then to hear how it's resonating. It just makes this whole project feel even more worthwhile and it lights me up even more to show up in this space with you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I really... I just can't say that enough. And if you feel called at all to leave me a a review, please do. I will love to hear from you. And I do read them. Um, There's sometimes a little lag time, but I I do read them. And uh, really, I appreciate the honest feedback as well um, about like the background music and that it felt distracting and uh, that a pop filter could be helpful. You know, I'm still new at this whole podcasting thing. And learning what works and what doesn't. So I, uh, you may have noticed a, a couple episodes back, I stopped doing the elevator music and hopefully the, the pop filter that I'm using today takes out some of the, the more startling elements of my speech. Um, so yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the reviews, for the feedback, for being here in community with me in this space. And, um, yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled. This podcast has been something that has been on my heart to create for a while, and I can't tell you how good it feels. And then it's also part of um, you know my own healing journey, and and so just sitting in gratitude with that as well. That being here and showing up and talking about these things and some of my experiences and sharing insights and support and resources. Yes. But also showing up here as my true self. Like when I look back at a past version of myself, like Laura Ann five years ago, eight years ago, the idea of showing up in this kind of a public forum 
and declaring to the world that I have issues with addiction, that I'm a really sensitive person, that I'm an empath. Like, (laughs) she never would have done it. And, um, you know, was hiding for a long time and uh, not able to really use her voice. And so this, this version of me here in the present moment, Laura Ann, here today talking with you openly and honestly it just it feels really good and it feels really significant and i thank you for for showing up in the space with me to do that so uh if you are experiencing issues with struggles around showing up as your authentic self and owning your truth and speaking your truth, that's okay. It's a journey. You're figuring it out one day at a time, one step at a time. And, you know, being here in this space with me in community with people who understand what you're going through and who are working on themselves as well, that's all part of it. So, uh, yeah, just really big gratitude energy over here. Uh, My heart is just all warmed up, uh, lots of cheese, lots of fuzz, uh, <laughs> warm fuzzies. But let's dive into today's episode, um, which I have entitled To Thine Own Self Be True. And this is a quote from Shakespeare, and it's just so well known. Um, and really, it's it, I guess, has become kind of cliche, right? To thine own self be true, because it it's true. It has so much wisdom for the ages and it's never going to stop being so true and is very widely known already um, for its wisdom. But today we're going to dive into this concept uh, at a little bit of a different angle and from an empath's perspective as per usual. So I actually, um, and you may notice me clearing my throat a little bit through this episode and sipping on my tea It is spring in the mountains of Western North Carolina and definitely have been feeling some of that pollen out there that's making all of the the beautiful things bloom and the bees go crazy. So if you pick up on that, that's what's going on. So I actually got the inspiration for this episode when I was doing some self-study journaling, which I like to call it self-study journaling because, I don't know, it's not like, dear diary, today, (laughs) you know, it's not like that. It's very much, um, it's closer to free associative writing, and sometimes it will shift into channeling, and I can kind of feel when that happens. It's like, um, it's, it's very similar. I'm going off on a tangent here. That's okay. It's kind of similar to when I'm doing, uh, the practice of myofascial unwinding, which is something I work on, uh, in, uh, one-on-one relationships with my clients. Um, and it's a part of my regular self-care. It's like, it's kind of like when I shift into that physically where I'll be, you know, like laying in Shavasana in my yoga practice and all of a sudden, I'll notice kind of that that inner wisdom of my body speaking up 
to move in a certain way and I give it permission to go there. It's similar to that when I'm doing my self-study journaling where it's kind of like free associative writing, like something will have come up or there's something I've noticed, maybe a sign that keeps appearing to myself and so I just start writing and it allows me to just really speak freely about my thoughts and feelings on whatever it is and sometimes there's like this palpable shift and I can tell that it's my higher self or one of my guides um, or source coming through with a message and it just kind of takes practice and you can start to to get a sense of who's talking right (laughs) um but yeah so that's what I mean when I'm talking about self-study journaling and something that came up in one of those sessions was uh this discovery call that I'd thought I wasn't a big deal at all. I had kind of forgotten about, um, but it, it came up again in one of these uh, journaling practices uh, about a discovery call with a one-on-one, potential one-on-one client. And as I started feeling into this and exploring it, I knew that it was significant and I needed to share it with y'all. Sorry, Kubo and Lily are fiercely guarding the house from mailmen and and workmen alike. Uh, my neighbors are redoing their kitchen. And so there's a lot of this. There's no guarantee that it's ever going to stop. So I'm just going to continue because otherwise um, I may never record another podcast episode again. So if you hear Kubo and Lily, they're just making sure that all is well. So as you may know, one of the things I talk about um, a lot is how to thrive as an empath in relationships. And I think that this specific potential client had that in mind and was, was maybe even looking more specifically for a relationship coach. A lot of her questions were really centered around that and she was seeking support um, in healing through some struggles within her marriage. And as we were having conversation and I was holding space around this, the question came up, well, are you married? And I could feel it through the phone, just that me not being married in her mind immediately disqualified me as someone who could possibly or potentially support her. And while I do feel that this person was definitely going to find a more aligned relationship with another coach, that we weren't quite the right fit to work together, my area of focus um, wasn't what she was looking for, and, and so that I could really lovingly release her after our call, the energy and the beliefs that were inherent in that question, it seems really stuck with me. And when I was doing my self-study journal entry, it wiggled it around out of my subconscious into the foreground. And the energy and the beliefs inherent in that question, the question behind the question, how can you help people to thrive in relationships when you aren't in one yourself? And the answer to this is really simple and I feel extremely empowering and liberating. The most important and foundational relationship you'll have in this lifetime is with yourself. And you've heard that before. We all know this, but there's a difference between knowing it 
and knowing it, you know, (laughs) right? I mean, the relationship with yourself, it sets the tone and possible scope for every other relationship in your life. Learning how to tune in to your own needs, to meet your own needs, to trust yourself and your intuition, set healthy boundaries, and work to heal and deepen your awareness at all levels of self, of mind, body, of spirit. This is how you really start to thrive in relationships. Sensitives and empaths, we spend so much of our lives conforming to other people's needs, people-pleasing, playing chameleon in our relationships so that eventually we become disconnected from ourselves and our identity and, um, and don't even, I mean, sometimes it can feel like we don't even know who we really are or what it is we actually need. Not to mention then kind of that underlying belief of the survival pattern, because that's what it is. It's a survival strategy. You know, the putting others' needs before your own, people-pleasing, playing chameleon, that is a survival strategy that you developed and on some level at some point worked. No shame in that game, my friend, right? Like that is why we have these survival patterns and these survival strategies um, because they were successful. And, um, but anyway, the, the underlying belief of being who everybody else needs you to be is often, you know, if I'm truly myself, I won't be enough. I won't be chosen. And what that will mean, what that will signify, what that will prove is that I'm not worthy of love. It could be a variation of this. It could be something different. But I promise you, there is an underlying belief to this survival pattern. There is an underlying belief to every survival pattern, something that's been modeled to us, something that's been shown to us. The good news is that as you deepen into self-study and begin activating your own sensitivity superpowers, your ability to kind of put on the hat and play intuitive detective will only increase and get easier and easier and feel more in flow and more natural for you to do. So what are some good um, what are some good ways to pave the way into deepening your awareness and self-study? My invitation is to start simple. Start with what resonates with you. I talk about this. I'm thinking about breaking down one of my master classes into a series of episodes. Um, and one of the, the things I talk about is resonant energy. Um, start with what resonates with you as you are today, as you are now, as you are in this moment. Something that somebody told you to do that doesn't feel good, don't do it, right? Like you know. You know. Even if you don't think you know, you know. <laughs> So start with what resonates with you. Start with what feels good to you. All of that, keep all that in mind. So this is an invitation. If it doesn't feel good, you can can leave it. But 
uh, I do invite you to give this a try. It's a really simple and powerful practice. It's a quick morning check-in. It can be as few as five minutes. Um, and it's when you first wake up in the morning, it can be like from five to 20 minutes long and you're laying in bed, you just woke up and you're starting to think about all the things I've got to do today, blah, 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 take a pause for this practice. Step one, get into your body, get into your body. If this feels like a totally foreign concept and you're like, what do you mean? Get into my body. You're like, don't know what to do. That's fine. That's totally cool. Um, we all got to start somewhere, right? So if it feels foreign, uh, I do have a resource for you that I'll link in these notes. I have, um, a free embodiment meditation that will help you learn how to start to tune into your body. Uh, if, if you're like, Oh, I do this every day, uh, at the end of my yoga practice or whatever. Great. Do it. Get into your body. That's step one. Step two, check in with how you're feeling. And and I mean all of you, right? Check in how all of you is feeling. So sensations, at the level of sensation, physically in my body, how am I feeling? With emotions, how am I feeling emotionally? What is the texture and tone of my thought world? Like, how am I feeling today? And just getting into that internal world, into that internal weather, and seeing what's up. And then asking myself, what do I need? What do I need? And then if at all possible, finding a way to meet that need, either right away or making it a priority in the day to know for sure that it's going to get met. And if the need that comes up first feels really impossible to meet, like for example, I need a vacation, <laughs> like I need an effing vacation, <laughs> but it's a Tuesday in the middle of the school year and your, your kids still have months of school to go, then ask yourself, you know, what what is the deeper need or what is the energy behind the need? So in this vacation example, it might be, I'm tired and I need a break. And then get creative in finding a way to meet that deeper need. Um, getting someone to help with the kids in the evening so that you can take a bath, breaking that hard and fast rule you have of, uh, no devices or no TV on weeknights and instead ordering pizza, letting the kids watch a movie while you go meditate for an hour. I mean, whatever, whatever the solution is, it's there. Um, so get creative and, uh, see if you can get creative in finding a way to, to meet those needs. Because when you do listening to and acting on your needs and you do that, it creates a positive feedback loop. And that's what we want is that positive feedback loop. It just, it's once you're in it, <laughs> you never want to get out. It's amazing. Um, when we meet our own needs, we feel good. We feel better. We want to keep doing it. And so then we do it again and we feel better and we want to do it more. And so we do. And so again, and up and up and up. And in doing this, a couple of things are happening. So we're actually healing 
our relationship with ourself, in addition to getting the needs knit, getting the needs met, we're also actually healing our relationship with self because you're building up trust in yourself again. And you're showing up for yourself in a way that is consistent and worthy of trust. And trust is the cornerstone in any healthy relationship. And it's no surprise, the theme and the energy of trust, it just keeps kind of like slapping me in the face. It keeps coming up again and again, big time for me to heal at deeper and deeper levels over just the last few weeks and the last couple months. So no, no surprise that it is showing up for me to talk about in this episode as well. Um, but that, that trust piece is a huge part of, of the self-care journey and of healing and stepping into your power as an empath and as a sensitive, um, because we have been taught not to trust ourselves and we have, uh, created all of these patterns of behavior that affirm that belief. And the more we get to know ourselves and really create and cultivate a self-care practice, we begin to trust ourselves again. Anyway, um, (laughs) obviously everybody has needs. And empaths and sensitives, we have our own unique needs that we were often, honestly, we were often really shamed and guilted uh, for it about um, unintentionally a lot of the time, I think, um, by family, uh, by teachers, um, by our culture, for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, and on the more personal relational level, I think often that shame and guilt was a result of them trying to help us, right? To, to fit in and to succeed according to this definition of how you're supposed to be, right? Um, and, and that, oh, oh, I'm just sending so many hugs back to younger versions of myself, remembering different instances of that over the years, um, one of the big ones that sticks out is just for for years, I mean, for like most of my life, I really bought into the belief that I was lazy simply because as an empath, I need a lot of rest because I need a lot of time to just be and to connect with myself and to connect with nature and to the outside observer that might look like me, you know, sitting on the sofa daydreaming out the window. But in reality, there's a lot going on that needs to happen. (laughs) There's a lot of introspection. There's a lot of calibration. Um, I think as kids, we're intuitive energy workers um, and that some of that is happening as well. And, and so Um, for a really long time, I got this modeling and this teaching externally that I shouldn't honor that. I learned not to honor my needs as an empath. And I also learned (laughs) through 
um, through childhood and young adulthood that numbing was a very useful and depending on what kind of numbing, socially acceptable survival strategy. And so added that kind of layer of disconnect into the whole scenario as well. So when I didn't honor my need for rest and connection, when I was all work hard, play hard, you know, I'm showing up all the time for all the people, I never say no, and cutting myself off from my sensitivity because it was all too much, because I'm too much, because that's what I was, that's what I learned, guess what ended up happening? I got sick, (laughs) right? It happens so much. It's such a common experience. I got sick. I burnt out. My body actually literally started breaking down to force me to rest and to listen to my own inner wisdom and to both discover and meet my own needs. And there's a reason why addiction and chronic illness are such a common experience and struggle for empaths and sensitives. You know, we learn early on that these patterns of behavior will help us survive in the short term, but it ends up that in the long term, they're not sustainable and actually keep us stuck. So that even though, you know, my nervous system and my ego was like, quote unquote, keeping me safe by keeping me stuck, my higher self, my intuition knew that turning towards myself was the way forward and was the the path out of just surviving to fully step into thriving and shifting my frequency over into that realm. So during my own chapter of chronic illness, I started to, and it was years, y'all, it was years, years of figuring it out, of falling down and picking myself back up again. And so I just want to like put that a little bit of context in here because, you know, it's healing is not a destination. It's just a part of life. (laughs) And, um, For any of you right now that are listening to me in this moment, going through your own struggles with addiction and chronic illness, I believe in you. You're doing the work and you're amazing. And you have the power to heal and you have the power to shift yourself out of your current reality into one that is so far beyond your wildest dreams you can't even imagine how great it is. I'm getting a little emotional just thinking about it. Um, I got a little, take a minute, (laughs) got in my feels, which is good. So where was I? We were talking about chronic illness um, and its role in helping me to really understand, accept, and embrace my empath nature. And now I know that as an empath, I need a lot of rest. (laughs) Like I need a lot of rest. Um, some days more than others, some weeks of the month more than others, but I honor my cycles, right? And I need time to 
check in regularly and to connect with my mind, body, spirit, to connect with nature, with source. And so I prioritize these needs and meet these needs for myself consistently. I'm not perfect. You know, sometimes a need that I have is to take a break from working on myself, right? Because it is work. And sometimes I just want to like, you know, eat some popcorn and watch the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> and that's okay too, right? Um, but I, I am meeting my needs consistently and I'm creating space to listen to what those needs are and how they shift. And as I've done that consistently, my life has been steadily shifting and transforming into one that feels more and more beautifully aligned with who I am and who I want to be and how I want to show up for myself and how I want to show up in the world. And today I can tell you, I am in the best health of my entire life so far. And who knows how it could get any better than this, but I'm here for it, right? (laughs) So as an empath who cultivates this practice of listening to and meeting my needs, I'm actually enabling and juicing up my superpower of sensitivity to serve me and support me because I'm super sensitive and attuned to what my needs are and have been better able to let go of that guilt and shame so I can actually consistently fill those needs, which is essential not only to having a healthy relationship with myself, but also with others. And again, just to be clear, this is not saying that you have to be fully healed. No such thing, right? (laughs) Because we're always healing, evolving, in progress. You don't have to be fully healed to have a healthy relationship or start working on your relationship or start looking for a relationship. It's just to say that as you do the work to deepen your relationship with yourself, you'll be able to go deeper and have healthier relationships with others as well. On the flip side of that, if you're feeling stagnant and disconnected and stuck in your relationship with yourself, that's what you'll keep calling in and manifesting and experiencing in your relationships with others. Because we are all mirrors for one another. When I talk about thriving in your relationships, I'm looking at you. I'm inviting you into a deeper relationship with yourself so you can be true to yourself, to your needs as a sensitive, and to empower yourself to show up fully in your life with a willingness to listen and grow and heal within your mind, body, spirit. Because that is the secret sauce to thriving in your relationships. As above, so below. As within, so without. And as always, please know in your heart that you're doing the best you can where you're at with what you've got. And I love you.